Hi, my name is Brian Blankenship. Uh, I'm an assistant professor of political science at the University of Miami. I'm delighted to have the opportunity today to speak a bit about my recent article in the journal Security Studies, The Price of Protection, Explaining Success and Failure of U.S. Alliance Burden Sharing Pressure. Now, in the article, I attempt to identify the conditions under which the U.S. succeeds or fails in encouraging allies to shoulder more of the burden of defending themselves. Now, burden sharing in alliances is a perpetually sore subject. The basic problem is that if one party believes that the other will provide the resources necessary for the alliance, uh, it might be tempted to contribute less of its own so that it can save money. This is especially challenging oftentimes in U.S. alliances, as the U.S. has for the last 70 years or so been substantially more powerful than any of its allies. So American involvement in the event of war with third-party adversaries uh, can be the difference between victory and defeat. As a result, there's a natural temptation for allies to look to the U.S. to shoulder a lot of the costs of alliance defense. Now, if U.S. policymakers want to offset this temptation, they have a, a few options. Uh, for one, they can offer side payments, uh, essentially offering allies something else in exchange for greater burden sharing. They can also shame them or in some way call them out uh, for not contributing their, their fair share, or it can turn to threats and punishments. And it's the third of these that I focus on in my article, which tries to identify the conditions under which the U.S. efforts to use threats of, of, of punishment succeed or fail. Now, there are a few general reasons why other scholars suggest that successful U.S. pressure might be inherently difficult. The first, as noted previously, is simply the power asymmetry between the U.S. and its allies. The second is the nature of the U.S. overseas military presence. Now, many allies host U.S. forces in their countries or at the very least have them nearby. And research suggests that these types of deployments are among the most powerful signals of credibility the U.S. has. Now, as a result, some scholars propose shrinking the U.S. overseas troop presence as a means to encourage burden sharing. Uh, though others note that doing so poses risks of, it own, of its own. Now, my article suggests the U.S. doesn't necessarily have to go as far as withdrawing troops to encourage allied burden sharing. Instead, the U.S. can often combine threats of, of reducing its protection, uh, unless allies increase their efforts, with assurances that it won't if they do increase their efforts, effectively making its protection conditional upon allied burden sharing. Now, whether its attempts to to do so, succeed or fail, depends both on whether allies perceive U.S. threats as credible and on how much they depend on U.S. protection. Now, I argue that U.S. threats of abandonment are more likely to be seen as credible in cases where the ally is less strategically valuable. Uh, strategic value can derive from a variety of sources, arranging from an ally's resources to the size of its economy to its geography. Uh, in particular, allies are more likely to be valuable to the extent that they block off the adversary from expanding further. For example, if they're close to a strategic maritime choke point uh, like the Bosporus around, around uh, Istanbul. Uh, in turn, allies are more dependent on U.S. protection when they face a greater risk of, of attack from shared adversaries, and especially when they, when they border a shared adversary by land. Now, to test my theory, I use both a quantitative analysis of military spending in U.S. alliances, as well as a qualitative comparison uh, of burden sharing by West Germany and Japan during the late 60s and early 70s. 
Now, uh, the quantitative results show that allies bordering shared adversaries by land uh, on average spend more on defense, while those close to a strategic waterway spend less. And the qualitative comparison of West Germany and Japan similarly show that the West Germans were more responsive to U.S. pressure than the Japanese. And that this difference resulted in large part from West Germany's greater fear of attack and greater fear of abandonment by the U.S., uh, largely owing to its sharing a, a land border with the Warsaw Pact. Now, uh, to wrap up, uh, I think these results have something to say about current policy debates. Um, alliances are central in the debate between those who advocate uh, reducing uh, U.S. alliance commitments to encourage burden sharing and those who argue against doing so on the grounds that it would lead allies to become less cooperative with U.S. with the U.S. and also embolden adversaries. Now, this article suggests that the U.S. is not necessarily helpless in encouraging and shaping ally burden sharing. Uh, even when it goes to some length to reassure them, for example, by stationing troops on their territory, right? Uh, West Germany and Japan were uh, among the, the two U.S. allies who hosted the most U.S. forces. Um, so, the, you know, the, the basic takeaway here is that the U.S. can potentially chart a, a middle course, though doing so may require a deft diplomacy. Uh, so, uh that that's it. Uh, this has been uh, Brian Blankenship of the University of Miami. Uh, if you'd like to learn uh, a bit more about my work, you can check out my website at theblankenship.com or follow me on Twitter at Brian D. Blank. Uh, thank you very much. I hope you consider checking out the article.